Peace and blessings, good people, and welcome to Father Share, the podcast on fatherhood in 20 today. I'm your host, Fleming. And I'm Miss Vaughn. And today we have a um, interesting guest. I would just start off with that one. Um, we have Mr. Ryan Bell of The Bell Effect. Right. Welcome to the show. You guys. Thanks for having me. I'm going to have to ask you later what you mean by interesting. Because <laughs> you already started. So, um, we listen, we're playing nice because we're recording, sir. So, let's uh, remember we're playing nice. <laughs> Y'all two are funny. That's what I know. Um, That's because so- somebody else starts it. And see there you go but no but seriously Ryan thank you for for coming to, to the show man um, so uh, Balmies feel free to tell our audience about you know a little bit but about yourself yeah Mill. first of all thank you guys for having me uh, absolutely it's always a pleasure when I get to have a conversation with Fleming and Siobhan it's always a good time a good conversation so thanks for having me thanks for inviting me to be here uh, for everybody who will see this, my name is Ryan Bell, um, and I am the CEO of The Bell Effect, um, an organization that focuses on uh, working with uh, organizations, uh, community groups, different things of that nature to unlock the true potential of Black fathers and the work that they do, right, to improve social and societal outcomes, right? Um, I am a father of three with one on the way. Um, two nine-year-olds. Yes, I know, right? Congratulations. Congratulations. Congrats. I'm done. I'm going to get the surgery right after. As soon as they tell me I can do it, I'm going to get the surgery done. So I just want to throw that out there now to everybody, right? Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Two nine-year-old little girls, um, a five-year-old boy, and one on the way. Um, yes, I, I said two nine-year-old girls because I am a part of a blended family as well. So... Mm-hmm. My daughter is nine, and then my bonus daughter is also nine, um, and so we are. So it's like having twins. Yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much, and, and and twins who a lot of times with twins, I heard that they kind of have the same personalities a lot of times. Mm-hmm. In the different these are fraternal twins, twins, so they did. Yeah, these are definitely fraternal twins, right? <laughs> definitely fraternal twins. And it's also an interesting dynamic because I'm in a co-parenting relationship, and so is my girlfriend. Right? It's interesting because when they're not with me they're all only children in the house that they're in, right? So my son is the only child where he's at. My daughter's the only child where he's at. And then her daughter, most of the time, is with us. So she's the only child for the most part in this household. Mm-hmm. So right now, we got all three of them here. So it's definitely, to use yes, your words, party on, central. Yeah, hey, you got a full see, house. Party yeah, central. Full house to see what it's like when they all three get together, right? But it's been fun. It's been fun. I'm uh, uh, educated. I've been in education for about uh, about seven, seven to eight years now um, and, and have done a lot of work with uh, federal and state programs on family and fatherhood initiatives um, and just enjoy Black fathers and Black men all the way around. So that's cool. a little bit about that's me. That's dope. What made you have this focus? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I mentioned the state and federal programs that I worked for around family and fatherhood, mm-hmm. right? And while I was working for this particular program in the state of Virginia, I noticed how when I, we would go out to these conferences, how they would talk about 
um, the father's relationship to the family. And it wasn't always the greatest um, narrative around that, right? Mm-hmm. And more specifically, how they would just completely dog out the black father's relationship to their family, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I tell people all the time that there's, we definitely have some brothers in the fraternity of fatherhood who uh, need some assistance in taking that responsibility a little bit more serious, right? right. But for the most part, in my circle, I couldn't really, uh, I tell everybody all the time, I can go about 30 deep and not come across a name of somebody who I felt was at least a decent daddy, right? Mm-hmm. So that led me to start this organization uh, called Black Father Family, right? Uh, which is a nonprofit organization uh, where we do work around um, increasing the the man's capacity to father, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but while working with the men uh, in, in this group, I noticed that the organizations that work with these men, i.e. school districts, Department of Social Services, um, the courthouse, you know, child support services, all of these different areas that at some point in time try to work with men, um, didn't really know how to do so, right? Didn't really know how to bring people into that world, didn't really know how to make it a, a comfortable and inviting environment for them to be in. And so that's that's where the Bell Effect was birthed out of, right? To kind of support the work that I was doing with individual fathers that say, for example, around, uh, we now have helped you to gain clarity and confidence around going in to pursue questions around your son or your daughter's educational mm-hmm. uh, situation, right? Mm-hmm. And now working with the school, the school district or the school building, that when dad comes over here, you understand that the way dad parents may look a little different. And so the environment that you create doesn't now push dad away from mm-hmm. wanting to be involved, right? Because, you know, as my time as a teacher, people used to ask me all the time, you know, how, how did, why do you guys so, how do you get so many dads to show up over here to the building? And it was, I told them it was just because I, I let men be men, mm-hmm. right? I let dad be dad. When dad comes over here, I don't have any preconceived notions or preconceived ideas on how he is to handle, say, a discipline issue with the child, right? Or an academic issue with the child, right? I don't have any preconceived notions on how that interaction is supposed to happen. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times we get caught up on when dad shows up here, we want him to treat the young person. You want it to look a certain type of way. You want it to look Mm -hmm. a certain type of way. When dad comes over here, the voice may be a little louder. Mm-hmm. There may be a little physical touch that happens during this time that dad shows up, and that's okay. Right. As long as it's it's love course, we don't see anything. Love tests, right? As long as we don't see anything go above and beyond right. what should be mm-hmm. there, right? But you know, just really creating coaching organizations, coaching systems on, you know, how do we now engage these men and make it an authentic and and welcoming atmosphere when they show up. Good stuff. Good stuff. I like, I like it. I, I, I like it. doing that, man. Greatly. Um, you know, as as you were talking and I'm thinking about, you know, for 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 me in those times, as we've talked about previously on, on the clubhouse, um, you know, those times when you are, you know, you, you're dealing with, with a court situation. Right. And you are the quote unquote non-custodial parent and right. what that what that right is 
looks like, right? Whenever you come into a situation, I, I feel like definitely that there have been, and it's funny that you mentioned like, you know, Department of Social Services, like, you know, the, the um, you know, co- uh, child support services. And, and it's interesting because you have all these entities that are, that are designed to basically quote unquote help family. Right. But it's definitely viewpoint or mindset seems to be more so of helping one side of family aspect, you know, and not really making it at a point to to really, like you said, have those those areas and those times where like understanding, making it a point to understand dad, you know, when when dad walks into this space, making it a point to understand even dad's frustration perhaps when he walks into this space, right? So in dealing with with, with that, it's a, you know, um, glad you are definitely doing that uh, for, for for the state of Virginia. Um, and hopefully we can, you know, mimic some of those efforts in uh, elsewhere, you know, and, and get, yeah, man, look, get that ball. Always, man, look, it's daddy's all over the place, right? Right, no, absolutely, absolutely. Daddy's all over the place. So now I've heard you talk, talk very uh, passionately about your court experience, as you said, you know, father of, of three, right? Um, so let's dig a little little deep as into like your your experience uh, or at least your experience our experiences when it comes to to dealing with with court what's been your um what's been been the one thing that has stood out to to you most in that experience Man, that's a loaded question right there brother um, <laughs> <laughs> if i had to if i had to narrow it down right uh mm-hmm to uh, what has stood out the most to me. And, you know, all the time you hear about, you hear about how the court views the role of a father, you know, even before you become a dad, right? right. A lot of times you hear, um, you, you, you just hear through certain channels, through the great mind on how um, the court views men and their relationship, especially when you're coming into the court as, you know, as, 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 as a non-custodial parent or you're coming in there seeking custody, visitation, child support, whatever the case may be, right? Right. What, what, what I knew or what I at least heard but completely blew my mind was the blatant um, categorization of a a man when he walks in that courtroom, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just the complete dismissal. Mm-hmm. I remember being when I first went, and, and, and it varies in certain places, right? So um, two of my children uh, are by, the two I co-parent with are by two different women, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had a case, I, I had a court situation here in Virginia, and then I also had a court situation in New York where my son is from, right? Okay. And the, the situation in Virginia, um, <clears throat> was more so from the standpoint of they they viewed me from a deficit mindset in regards to my parenting capabilities. What I will give Virginia, though, is at least they were willing to offer me the opportunity to prove myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's a whole nother part of a conversation. Though, you know, right. Do I feel I should have had to prove myself. Right. Right. But at least they offered that opportunity in New York. Mm-hmm. That lady didn't care about nothing. I walked in there and I was officially in the deadbeat daddy category right. immediately. Right. I walked in there. She didn't want to have to hear anything I had to say. I walked in there with, with, with receipts on stuff I had paid. The fact that even before, from the time my son was born, I was already doing child support on my own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even the reason why we were in court, you know, she didn't even want to hear that. So uh, 
once she heard that for about a month, I had stopped providing financial assistance to my son, right? She didn't even necessarily want to hear why I did that, right? right? That I did it because I felt as though my son was being kept from me, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. we could have a whole conversation on whether or not at that particular moment in time, it was the right thing for me to do to to withhold my financial assistance because I felt like you were withholding my son from me, right? But my point is, when I walked into that courtroom, she didn't care. I was automatically wrong. And I heard, I had heard that a lot, mm-hmm. but it didn't really, you know, they always say everybody wants to fight till you get punched in the mouth, right? right. <laughs> I didn't really, you right. heard it, but until I walked in that room, it got punched right. in the mouth. I didn't really understand right. just how much so um, society views men and, and more specifically uh, black men from a deficit mindset in regards to their parenting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything that I that I was trying to do wasn't good enough. Uh, everything that I was that I was uh, aiming to do was the, that, that bar, that goal wasn't in in, in, that, in the court's eyes set high enough. Right. Hmm. Um, you know, just just different things on how even how we review. I remember in Virginia, if I'm rambling too much, cut me off at any time. No, sir. But Keep going. I remember uh, a situation that happened here uh, with, with my daughter. Right. And people know I'm, I'm, I'm open and honest to talk about everything. But um, I was actually I was I had my own apartment. Right now, I'm, I'm from a, I'm, I'm, I was living in Richmond, Virginia at the time. I'm from a place called Roanoke, Virginia, um, which is about a three hour distance. Right. So my, I went to school in Richmond, Virginia. My family was in the Roanoke, Virginia area. Right. With my quote unquote support system. Right. <laughs> I was pin- at that particular point in time. My daughter's mother was living at home with her parents. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, nothing's wrong with that. Right. That's actually that, that, that's a good thing because you have that support. And you have that community, you have that village around mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. I was actually penalized to a degree because I lived by myself in my own apartment and I did not live as close to my family as the court would have liked for me to have, right? Right. And so I was actually penalized for stepping out on my own. I was penalized for having my own place. I was penalized for... Uh, paying my own bills. I was penalized for, you know, having uh, having a room of hers that was her own. Mm-hmm. But oh, it, wasn't wait. it wasn't necessarily uh, set up in the way. Or for example, the, the place I was living in, it was a one bedroom apartment that also had a quote unquote office space, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't right. the biggest space in the world, right? Right. But it was big enough to fit a bed for a two-year-old or a three-year-old right. at that time, right? right? Um, you know, even even the fact that I had turned this office space into a bedroom and it wasn't legitimately a bedroom, right? That I lived mm-hmm. in a one, all of these things, right? Uh, and again, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily to, to make this clear, her mother using these things against me. These were things that when the guardian at Lightham came to visit, yeah. yep. that they yep. brought up. Yep. Yep. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, hey, you know, I, I'm out here, I'm working. Right. I'm not committing no crimes. Right. I'm not uh, running numbers or running women in and out the house. Right? I'm not doing drugs. I'm not doing any. I'm actually working. I actually have my own place. I'm actually supporting and sustaining myself. And I'm actually providing and taking care of my child, even when she's not here in my household. Right. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I didn't 
it would have been better for me if I would have packed up and went and moved back in with my mother. Now here's so here's that is crazy. Right. So here's that the is absolutely it, it is insane. But here's, here's the interesting thing about that, right? So when we talk when we talk parallels, right? And I'm glad that I'm glad we're having this conversation because and I'm glad that we got a witness in, in Ms. Vaughn on this because <laughs> with my situation, it was the reverse. So for me, I was here at the house with my mom, right? right? My son was here, had his own room, right? Right. We talking about about definitely like a full fledged bedroom, right. like this right. yours is a crib. You got a door. There's a door it. to it, right? Right. 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 And at the right. time, and at the time, we were in a custody that we were at that right. that point, and my son's mother, she had a one bedroom. Right. The crib was off in the corner. He spent more time laying in, in the bed, bed with her, right? Right. right? And so, and we had that that, that guardian Elitum visit, right? right? The person who comes in and assesses your area, right? And it still ended up being to the point of where the 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 majority of of custody went right. to the mom. Yeah. And so how do you win? How do you win? Yes. Yes. So when we have these conversations oh. and we say like, yo, when we say it's tilted, you know, yeah. like, please understand. We, like, on, we on opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Complete opposite ends, you know? They telling me, they telling me in one breath, you need to be at home. They mm-hmm. telling you flipping in another breath, you probably shouldn't be at home. Right. right? Right. How do you how, how, so how do you win with like, this in this dynamic? I'm yeah. telling you. And, and the crazy part about it is, I want everybody to hear me well when I say it wasn't even necessarily my child's mother who 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 uh, was the one pushing this marriage. Exactly. It was the guardian right. at Lytle. It's the, it's the, the guardian it's, at Lytle yeah. was the one pushing the narrative. Yep. So yep. So then add on top of that, if if the, the 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 mother is pushing the narrative as well. How, at what point? How, how do you? Where, where is your space away from between the rock and the hard place? Exactly. Right? So, so so with mine. So with mine. Literally, my lawyer said those exact words. She said, "You know, structure it." However, like like she came took a look, look at the house and everything. She said because pretty much a guardian ad litem is the person who is going to make their recommendation, and nine times out of ten, the yep. judge over that situation is going to take that person's recommendation, and that's what they're going to roll with and rule. Yep. You know, and so 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 yeah. So it's not necessarily so. And thank you for 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 expressing that piece because we're not saying that it's the mom per se right. we're basically point, pointing to putting the spotlight shine on the factor of systematically that right. this is how it is that it is structured it is always going to it, it feels like there's always going to be some type of some type of reason right whether it's a legitimate or a trumped up reason right there's going to be some reason as into why oh we're going to shift it over here so when so like when we had the clubhouse conversation this past wednesday right and folks are saying oh well just show up right this is the reason why it is i had i have an issue with that statement of you sitting there saying like oh just show up you have no clue as into what even we go through when we do show up 
do sit there and make it a point to be active and present and try to sit here and say and and actually fight for what it is that we feel is our you know legal right and so, you're fighting you're fighting against mindsets right you know I, I, right. I the reason yeah. why those things happen is right. because you know in, in the mindsets and the stigmas court, and stigmas mindsets mm-hmm. and stigmas yeah. in, in the eyes of the court you know right wrong and indifferent yeah. mom is viewed as this is called as the better parent from yeah. the jump from mom jump. is viewed as the better place for that child to be mom is viewed as the better place for that child to spend <sighs> most of most of that child's time that's just how it's viewed no matter what the situation is unless you are able to you know the the, the times that i hear about dads getting custody of their children or or receiving uh um majority custody or different things of that nature or even the difficulties around a 50 50 split comes from it got to be something drastic mama right you know it has to be drug related right uh i, I tell people all the time when I first went in, I was, and I went in emotional, right? I tell people all the time, it's not just women who get emotional around these things. Men get emotional too. Shut I you. went in, the first time I was going in for a custody situation around my daughter, I said, man, forget all the games. I want full custody. Straight up, right? My lawyer told me, hey, unless you can prove that she is on drugs or selling her ass, and then you have to prove how those two things are actually negatively negatively impacting her ability to parent. Yep. Unless you can do that, you're not walking out of here with no full custody. Yep. Baby, to say how much yep. this bar is unbelievably high. And so so funny so, so funny with that because wow. so, so with my lawyer, so with our situation, uh child support was filed, but establishment of custody was not. And a lot of women, that's why I said the other night, like a lot of you have some moms who don't realize that they do have to file for custody because it's not an automatic. You do have to right. file. It. And so if a dad's not paying attention, right, or if he's not showing up, yeah, you can go file it. Yeah. That brother don't show up. Cool. You get full. Done. Yeah. Right. But if you do show up. Right. And so so with mine, it was a thing of where um, I got served. And I couldn't get I couldn't get served because I'm I'm in Montgomery County, Maryland. But I was working, but I work in DC. And so they couldn't roll, they couldn't cross into DC and come serve me. Lady had to call me, you know. And so she was like, she's like, oh, you know, Mr. Fleming, like, you know, I'm officer, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I had this paperwork. And I was and literally I came off the phone, I called my lawyer. I was like, hey, so look, I got this. She was like, we need that paperwork, go get it. And I said, okay, fine. So I go and get it, because she's like, because we need to know what it is that she had filed for, basically. So when we got the paperwork and we saw that it was just for custody, there was no, I mean, it was just for ch- just for child support. There was no custody. And at that point, that's when my lawyer was like, well, what do you want? And and again, I think it's a thing of where most fathers will, will always say 50-50 because we understand the, 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 the need for mom. When we do, right. I will never hear. There is a need for both parents. Like, I just don't understand when, right? you know, people be like, oh no, they don't need that. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. If it took exactly. an egg and a sperm to create it, it needs right. a mama and a father in order to, like, now, you need that Absolutely. absolutely. Like, you know, let's I, be you know honest. I mainly hear that though? What, what, what I found interesting in, in conversations that I've had, I mainly hear the narrative of I don't need the other parent when this caused generational things, right? 
Absolutely. That right. person didn't You have don't. The other your parent. child does. That, right. What right. Part, their, like, it's thought, not you. Their thought process is coming from the what fact they, that they, I they, saw. Right. What you saw. I, I was right. raised. I was raised without the other parent. So right. my kid gonna be good, right? And it, it can be one. It can be one of the two extremes. They either gonna be. I was raised without the other parent, so my kid gonna be good, mm. or. I didn't have the other parent and, and 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 all of the emotions and trauma and turmoil and everything I went through. So I'm going to overcompensate to have mm-hmm. you involved in their yep. life, right? Yep. Because I need you to be in their life. Which mm-hmm. can also, which I've also seen backfire because then a lot of times that sets an unrealistic expectation on what that co-parenting situation is going to it's look going like. To be like, right, right? Exactly. Because exactly. you're trying to, you're trying, you want them to show up in such a way. And in some situations, you know, if, if, if you're living, you know, six, seven, eight, nine plus hours, a whole other state away from your kid, ain't but so much co-parenting you're going to be able to do, right? And so if, <laughs> if, 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 if my expectation is a 50-50 split, right? If I'm mom and my expectation is a 50-50 split with dad and I'm in Virginia, and dad lives in New York, right? It's not so, it's unrealistic. It's that, unrealistic. That, that's, not that's, right. that's unrealistic. That's right. not gonna happen, right? So right. where where in there is the happy medium between the two, right? So mm-hmm. it, it, it's definitely a uh a tricky situation all the way around. Right. So in 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 the piece that with, with yours with my lawyer, it was one of those things of where I said that I wanted a 50-50. And she point blank was like, you're not going to get that. Right. If, if you apply, if she's like, if you apply for, for 50-50, realize that the court is going to give you just below. The court's not going to give you the 50-50. And this is coming from my lawyer. She said, so if you really want 50-50. Now, where, where was mom at? Mom was in. We we were we we're both in, in, in Montgomery County. So we were. This we is were, how crazy that is. Y'all. Right. The furthest, the furthest, the furthest we've been apart has been literally one hour of travel. So I was in in Laurel. She was in in Gaithersburg and my lawyer. What, what your lawyer told you is essentially you have to go in and be an asshole. I have to. I have to, to, I have to, to go for hire. Exactly. Just I have to, to go for hire just, just to get even. Just to get even. And now, mom, now, mom, when you go and you go for hire. Now, mom may be sitting there looking like, hold on, what is he trying to do? Not knowing, exactly. not knowing that you've been advised that the only, I, I want to be fair. I want yeah. even. But they told me the only way to get even, to get fair, Bruh. is yep. I have to go ask for something that ain't that probably ain't fair. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And that, again, that's the system. I, tell, I try to keep people out of the system so much because... Baby, that system ain't against each other. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then so and so so to that point, right? And think and again that brand, this is why I love love us having this conversation. Because it literally puts the light on because now realize the environment in which it is that I'm now forced to create just because I'm but just because you have two people, right, that can't necessarily sit and say, or now we've been placed in this in this situation to where now we got now we gotta fight, right? Sure. Now we gotta fight. So so it's almost like it's almost like the like in the cartoons, right? When you take that glove off <laughs> and you smack somebody in there, yeah. I challenge you to a duel. That's yeah. exactly <laughs> what it is. I ain't smacked yeah. you in the face. I've challenged you, and now we are at war 
And unfortunately, you know, we, we're at a point where we, we've hired our gladiators, which is our lawyers, right? And mm. they, and we are... we Your are, gladiators going in at a fight. Yeah, I mean, like... Game of Thrones. And not, and see, not, and they don't care about feelings. And they, they don't. don't care about and, not feelings. Only, and not only not only are, are they our, our warriors, they, they are they are our constituaries, they are our, our, our wartime advisors, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, they are they are advising us on, on the best ways tactically to approach this situation to get what it is that is best for us as the other parent. Right. So right. so and so now you have two people that are definitely being put into a situation to where and yet at the same time we're verbalizing we really just want the best for our child. Right. But right. we're in a situation. Okay, so yeah. so let me just say this for uh-huh. the both of you and this is my question for the both of you. At that point, when you get to that point, because now now you're really creating a war because now 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 if we didn't have a war before we're definitely having a war now so at any point did you step back and say like wait this is going too far let us try to do this without it because my my thing is is like at this point it's just like i mean i know you know me and you ain't at the best of terms but now we we are about to enter now we're about to enter a war zone now i really can't stay now we're not really going to be able to talk and vibe or anything like that so at some point it's just like does the clear hair say okay wait this is where it's going like you see how you know we're being pent up against each other like can we talk can we do this because it's just like i feel like sometimes it is I get it. I'm not saying that, you know, the court, you know, I understand it. But when you see it, it's just like, yo, we about to get into something really, really ugly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, You know, at one point, whatever, me and you have, whatever, we still created this child. And right now it's about to get really ugly between us. And I don't want that. So why is it? Why didn't you guys do that extra effort again like I mean I understand that the process was started and it's kind of hard to stop it but at that point was it a conversation had to like hey maybe we should pull this back yeah I, I had a couple conversations about the possibility of, of pulling it back and um, I, I was met with the comment of no I, I think we should let the courts handle it mm-hmm. right so um, so it 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 all determines, it all depends on what both parties, what your end goal is, right? And so I think that, yes, cooler heads sometimes do prevail. Um, I won't sit here and say I always had the cooler head, right? There, there were right. times probably where earlier, earlier in the process, I could have pulled back mm-hmm. and I was already too emotionally invested. My ego was was definitely wrapped up in, in, the, in the proceedings and so, um, I didn't pull out maybe as early as I could have, but once once cooler heads on my end did prevail, yeah, I, I had a conversation around, um, you know, maybe maybe we don't need this, or maybe hey, look, why don't we just go ahead? I already know what they're probably going to tell us because mind you, in my second situation, I already been through this before, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I already know what they're probably going to tell us, right? So why don't we just go in here and? And and do this ourselves. I, I, I give you a perfect example, right? Um, my, me and my son's mother were stuck on meeting halfway, but she was in New York. I'm in Virginia, 
meeting halfway. At that particular time, she didn't want to commit to meeting me halfway. I said, hey, look, if we end up in court, they're going to tell you. So what, she wanted you to drive all the way to New York? So, yeah, so she, so, but that's what I was doing initially, right? Initially, I was driving all the way to New York, right? Now, when it came time to her feeling, again, it's another conversation we can go into, to where she now felt comfortable for me to take my son with me, right? Then, that's a whole other conversation, right, Flip, that we can get into, right? But <laughs> once, once, once she finally felt comfortable enough for me to take my son with me, um, you know, I started going, okay, well, what about meeting halfway? Uh, initially, she agreed closer to the time that it was supposed to happen. She backed out and didn't want to commit to meeting halfway. Well, I'm like, hey, look, if we end up in court, that's what they're going to tell us to do anyway. At least that's one, that's one thing I know for the most part that a dad can rest assured on that you probably going to have, you know, you're probably going to get a break on the driving, probably going to have to meet halfway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It, but but that wasn't that wasn't heard right, and so we ended up in court anyway, right? And what happened? We ended up having to meet halfway. But by that point in time, there's now a custody order in place. There's now a child support order in place. There's now all of these different things in place, right? Um, because we're now so entrenched in this process, and you can wow. stop the process at any time, right? Because it, it also depends on who files the motion, right? Mm-hmm. So if 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 mom goes and files the motion. I could have the cooler head and say, hey, look, I, maybe we should pull back out of this and kind of set this thing up on our own, right? If if that parent who filed the motion doesn't want to move in that direction, it doesn't happen. I mean, I, I, I do remember working in, and Fleming, you, I, the question is up to you, but I remember working in um, uh, child support and I remember um, there was a guy and he was saying that his girlfriend was pregnant and I remember it was the court clerk and she told him, she was like, you need to put yourself on child support. Yep. And he was just like, why would I do that? And she yep. said the person who does the filing automatically has the upper hand. Doesn't matter if it's male or female. And yep. she was just like, baby, if you yep. gonna do this, you want to already start with the upper hand. And I remember when she gave him that advice, I was just like, but that's crazy. She was just like, if you understood how crazy the system is working, she was like, you would, she was like that. She was like, that is the first thing I always tell them. Like, has something been filed? If it hasn't been filed, she was just like, I give them the paperwork. She was like, I give them the paperwork. And she was just like, here's a step-by-step thing of what you need to do. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Man, and not even just for that reason. I need to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even just for that reason. I'm going to tell y'all what happened to me in New York. Now, mind you, I'm giving a certain amount of money every month since my son has been born. Right? Mm-hmm. The child support order goes in. Say the child support order was filed January 1st. Mm-hmm. New York is so backed up we don't get into court until, say, maybe June, July of that mm-hmm. year, right? Mm-hmm. Now, again, we can get into a whole other conversation on whether during that time, uh, um, how I'm paying the support, right? Mm-hmm. But I say that, that doesn't say, matter. Mm-hmm. I say that it don't. So, so overnight, when we get to July, now mind you, I've been I've been giving money for my son. When we get to July, and they say your child support is say uh, eight hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Every payment that would have been between January and July is now back out. Mm -hmm. I ended up, I ended up fifteen, I ended up twenty 
$21,000 in arrears. Arrears. Mm-hmm. Overnight. Yep. Ooh, baby. That hit that yep. hit my credit, right? Yep. That affected my credit. I can't get a passport to travel out the country. Mm-hmm. That That's an additional amount of, because not only do you now have to pay your regular child. What you said, but then you got to pay that extra. There's an additional on top, on, on the top of that. Yeah. Arrears, right? yep. 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 So overnight, Overnight, I was immediately thrown into this hole. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I'm somebody who, from the beginning, has been going to see my son, has been financially providing for my son, has been has been there <laughs> as best as I could be, living states away from my son. And overnight, overnight, yep. I'm hit with a twenty-one thousand dollar bill. So, yep. and it's all because everything that I did for him up until then, because I didn't, didn't put matter. my son on child support, it didn't that, matter. It's for not. Yeah, all for nothing. (sighs) Okay, Fleming, uh, you need to answer that question. So hold on before you go on something else. (laughs) No, definitely. So um, I was, I definitely tried to be the cooler head. Um, I remember getting when I when I got the the paperwork for child support. And I called my lawyer and I said, hey, I I need you to come with me on this particular date at this particular time. And she literally was like, what is your your child support here? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, normally she's like, normally you don't bring a lawyer to to that. You don't have to. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to. My mindset was one of where I needed this system to see how serious (laughs) <laughs> I was about my position as dad. So at the time when, when, um, at the time, even before that, like I, to, to, to Ryan's point, I didn't have, there was no, there was no visitation thing in place. There was nothing. If I wanted to see my son, I had to literally call up and go to her place because it was at, I mean, granted he was still relatively young, but it was at that point of where it was like, oh, well, you know, he's the, the mindset of he's too young for me to let, to let him go with you. You know, if you want to spend time with him, you need to come here. That's crazy. Because at the end of the day, yeah, we went half on this baby. I have a problem with that. I I have always I had a problem with that. So, he can't. And my thing is yeah. always when he was 10, when he was shooting up the club, it wasn't right. that dangerous. So like, let's that, not do that. Right. Right. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Good. So with that, um, when, when my lawyer was like, you know, well, why do you need? I said, I said, just trust me. You will understand when you get there, because it wasn't, it wasn't so much a factor of a cooler head prevailing. It was the, it was the expect, it was the un. It was this expectation of where it is that somebody felt that things should go this way when you have a child, and the fact that it took it veered off to to the left and it wasn't going the, that that particular way, that became the problem. So it had nothing mm-hmm. to do with the child. It had nothing to do with what I was doing. It had nothing to do with whether or not I was was able mentally able, physically able to be. You didn't stick with the plan. I, I didn't stick with the plan that somebody else had and and, mm-hmm. the, and what it felt like was okay now I'm going to make this a 
living hell for you. And so when when we came in, and much to, to Ryan's point, I came with the receipts, Babies R Us, which ain't even around no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I came with everything, you know, the the, the receipts, the check stubs, <clears throat> showing like, you know, where it is that, that I had given money. And the dude literally looked at my packet that I had, I had it all nice and packaged. He was like, oh, okay, appreciate that. And sat it to the side. Um, do you have your tax form? Yeah, here you go. You know, Where's, do you have your, your last your last checks up? Yeah, here you go. Ran hers and stuff, and my lawyer said, sitting right there, and then put put in this this number cal- calculation. And honestly, my my shit came out to be literally six hundred and ninety nine dollars a month for child support, which. I don't have an issue with that because it wasn't about the money. I just wanted my time, but I let my lawyer handle the rest of it. And once that once that session was concluded, um, I came out with having to pay the six ninety nine. I was in arrears a little bit, you know, but not not as much as Ryan. Lord him, right? So I probably man, it would have been a fight. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but I also walked out having every other weekend at that point. So because I brought my lawyer, she was able to go ahead and negotiate for me in the, in the fact of like, okay, well, hey, if he if Mister Fleming is paying this, then this here needs to be the situation. Um, and I was and look, so look how much it beat you down though. Bro, like, 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 I tell dads, when we walk out of there, like, literally, you just said, I walked out of there and I had every other week, like, like, that yeah. was, like, that was a win, right? Oh, no, right, but, but right, they beat you down so much, you're like, man, I take right. what I can get, I just take it. Exactly. So, so it's like it's like okay, well, fine. That's 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 the best we can get. But I, you know, in that, I also wanted to to segue to something that you mentioned earlier, as far as mindset. And I think people don't get the fact that when we talk about child support, think about it from a standpoint of merchandise. I'm literally paying money, right, to get time that. I'm already that, that, that that's really is is mine, right? It's mine. It's it's ours, right? It should be a 50-50 split. And like I told somebody, they were like they were like, you know, um actually I said it in court <laughs> to the judges, you know, and I said, you know, I don't mind paying the money. 6.99 is like for some people that's their car note, right? I said, but here's the one thing about what they get. They get to walk to their window or look in their garage and see where it is that that 6.99 goes to every day. When you were paying $6.99 for child support and you don't get to see your child as often as you would like, there's that there's that discrepancy. It's like, yo, like seriously, like come on. You know, like this is the so when we talk talk about like like fairness and I love it when, you know, I definitely hear hear, you know, some people say it's like, oh well, he only paying like, you know, 125. Like that's you know, that's not not uh that's not enough for for all the things and stuff that I, you know, we got lights, we got food and da da and and I always sit there and I say, you know, my whole thing is about that. Be like, you'll have that even without. But you would have that anyway. Like so, technically, you would have that shit so, going so, right. towards exactly, the key. exactly. So like that. I tell straight up, if you got to use my child's money to keep your lights on, send the kid to me. Right, right, right. And that's it. And and and, and the crazy thing is, is that you know you got you got. And we and that's and again like right like to, to Ryan's point, there's so many different different conversations that we can segue from here. But you got you got you got people that pay child support, and the child never sees an ounce of it. Child don't even know that it's mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. 
child doesn't even know that it, that, that, that it even exists, right? Or they have this extra money. Exactly. So so when we sit go here, towards football or whatever, right. and it's being used right. towards exactly right. So when we say child support, and I'm doing the air quotes, <laughs> like is it really child support? And right? even when it is child support, I I, 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 took, I understand you ain't supposed to do it for recognition, right? Right. But even I, I interesting story. Um, frat brother of mine said his daughter was had turned like she was like 18, 19 years old, mm-hmm. and said, "Dad, you know, you never supported me in my cheerleading and anything of that nature. You know, mom took care of all of that, right?" Mm-hmm. And he said he had been waiting on the moment, and he had <laughs> he had his uh, pay stubs mm-hmm. for the last eighteen years, mm-hmm. and dropped all of them joints on the desk on her, and said, "What's this for?" And told her to look at the line out of what child support is being taken out, and mm-hmm. said, "This is how how some of your cheerleading was taken care of, how some of your dance mm-hmm. was taken care of, how right. some of your clothes were purchased, right. how some of your so even yes, is child support used for what child supposed to be supposed to be used for? But two, even when it is used for what it's supposed to be used for, are we having to comp- the the way that it's painted is the particular side that's receiving the child support did all of this on their own." Right. Get all of this by themselves. Right. Get all of this on their own with cognizance. No, no. Right. You've been getting some help, right? Right. I tell me the, the, the analogy I use when it comes to men being in the court, us going into the court, right, and, and, mm-hmm. and having our lawyer and, and putting on our suit and putting on our tie, that's the same experience that, that black people have when they tell you, say yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, no, ma'am, to the police. It's right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You may walk out of there. And end up in a situation with the police. Right. You can have your hands up. You cannot be doing anything and still right. Right. fall victim to police brutality. Same way in the court system, right? Mm-hmm. But for men in the court system, especially around custody and visitation and things like this, you can have your ducks in a row walking there. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Have your receipts. Have a lawyer. Have the whole nine yards. And you, you still may end up a victim. Because you better, uh, you better bring you, you better right. bring you, you better bring you a jar of Vaseline. That's all I'm at telling. least. Because either either you're gonna need it for your face because you're fighting, or you're gonna need it for your ass because you're getting fucked. One of the two. One of the two. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> one of the two. But it's 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 it sounds you know whenever I talk about this stuff right it sounds like we like we just trying to beat up um you know beat up not, on the no, other it's reality and, but it's reality but and it ain't the it ain't the cookie version of it no it ain't the it ain't the white the snow on falling on Christmas beautifully on the trees like right. when you it's not, not like that. Right. And so I think that is what I think. And I definitely think now it's starting to definitely turn the course because a lot of people are now looking at it like, now, wait a minute. This is not mm-hmm. as bad. You know, dad is not as bad as you're trying to make him out to seem right. like since you are actually toxic as hell and you're tired to- and it seems like you're toxic because he don't want you like, OK, well, that ain't got nothing to do or with the baby, you know, like and not even so much toxic, but it's, it's you know, you you're you're part of the problem. You know, like, like you're like you're part of the problem. Again, my my whole stance and my whole platform is going to simply be: if we are truly making it about what's best for the child, then let's do what's in the best interest of the child. Of the child, right? Period. And the problem comes in with is left up to determination. 
it, by right. the parties. By the parties. That, who ain't got, that, that, but see, got, and that's kind yep, of my thing about yep. it. It's like you have this fivesome, because at this point, it's like a fivesome. And you got people making decisions who, one, don't know anything about you. Two, don't know anything about the child. And three, don't know anything about, again, you got a situation. Again, I may not like you, but at the end of the day, having somebody else determine how I'm supposed to parent, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But it that's happens, bullshit. And it it's happens just, every, every single day. day. Up to every day. Every we, day. We, we're consistently bringing people in who are going to tell us straight up, you know, because once you get in front of the judge, truth be told, they don't really care what was they gonna make their decision based on what they feel is the best based <sighs> off of what they've heard and that's gonna be the end of that conversation. Just, yeah, you're just a docket number. That's it. Yeah. You're yeah. you're a docket number. And and no no and so and again I and I go back to our conversation this past Wednesday. Hence the reason why I was so adamant about the fact I don't think people understand the level of probably some level of PTSD in which it is it is black men that we have to deal with when it comes to court. Because whether we there for a traffic citation, whether we there for 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 jaywalking, you know, child support, uh, custody, whatever, there is going to be some which way, shape, or form to where nine times out of ten, we're going to get the raw end of the deal. Yeah. We're going to get the raw end of the deal, and then on top of that, we got to pay for a lawyer unless we got a court appointed one and whatnot. So yeah, so it's always it's always something, you know. Um, I want to. What is this? Has been a very interesting conversation. And no, this is, to this say, Ryan, is, I'm very surprised that me and you have been so civilized with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh. I'm almost about to give you a compliment, but it just, the way my insides are set up, it just won't let me give it because I know, like, until we you say are, goodbye you, you. You see that you, right there? You see what mm-mm. you just did? Because I understand you. Now, and now, 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 my understanding here is. We right. go. Javon, here we go. You here don't, we go. You, you don't got no kids, right, Shamar? Correct. And what you just did right there, see, that was a baby mama tendency. You, just, you got one right there. But you was going to try to, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. See? And just when, and like I said, and just when I'm going to give you that compliment, you you always do that. So thank you, Ron. Thank you for proving my point. And thank you for everybody are now understanding why we fight the way we do. Because just when I was about to give you that compliment. Go ahead. Don't but, me. I ain't got nothing but, else to say. Nope. But that, we that's done. a perfect that's a perfect example, right? Where just as I was about to give you a compliment, but guess what? I ain't gonna do it. Then that provoked me to say something, then now I'm the problem. <laughs> mm. If you would, but if you would have been quiet, you would have got it. See, but, that's the whole problem. That, that if point, you would have been quiet, that, but hold on, but hold on to that point though, to that point, right? Communication. So when we talk about communication and we talk about an exchangement, it's it's almost like an exchangement of services, right? So it's like, hey, I need you to respond and act a certain way to me in order for me to say, yes, you can go and do or have this time with your child. Mm-hmm. So that so that's that's really the point that's being that that's being pointed out in the sense of of, of where it's like it's like it's like okay hey like like if we're doing what's it, it's it's like Gerald it's like Gerald said said on the, on Wednesday right you got a lot of people that instead of sitting here and verbally will say oh it's about the child but your actions right your actions mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. showing that like hey it's about me 
you know, it's about me and I'm going to hold on to this that you really, I know you want it. I know you want it. You know, I know you you want that compliment. I know you want that. I know you want that quality time, right? I know you want that quality time, but you're going to give me what it is that I want to get out of this situation in order for you to get it. But see, I don't want nothing from you, Ron. I just wanted to give you a compliment. Anyway, anyway. You know what you wanted from me? Nothing. You just said, if I would have been quiet, you wanted my silence. (laughs) And because I didn't provide my silence in that moment, I couldn't receive the compliment. It's it's the same Mm. thing. We go ahead and wrap this call up because I am so done with this. I am so done. (laughs) Final words. Final words. Yeah, man. uh, Thank you guys for having me. Uh, Fleming, man, appreciate all that you're doing. Siobhan, appreciate all that you guys are doing uh, with with just promoting and really encouraging and exposing fatherhood. Um, It's definitely absolutely needed. Um, I want to just encourage any father out there who feels like they may be down and out, who may uh, feel like they that they want to give up in regards to uh, their fight for their children, their fight to see their children. You know, stay in the fight, stay in there as, as, as best as you can. But also at the same time, protect yourself, protect your mental health, protect your physical health. Um, and, and, and you may got to step away for a, for a season and then jump back in the fight. Right. Never leave the fight altogether. But, you know, protect yourself, protect your mental health, get get in there and, and, and fight for your kids. And um, I want to thank each and every mother out there who is working with the dad. Right. Who is who is not. Uh, in a position that is making the situation have to turn into that, right? You know, we have some beautiful co-parents and relationships that are out there in the world. And so um, I always want to highlight those those types of situations in these conversations to say, hey, you know, the, it's not always like this, right? I, I come from a co-parent situation. My parents got divorced when I was in the seventh grade. And when my dad passed away recently, um, you know, I had I have uh, friends of mine who didn't even realize that my parents weren't even together anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they made co-parenting work because they always had the best interest of their three children in mind first. Right. And even after, Mm -hmm. even after we became grown, they had, they had the best interest of their grandchildren in mind first. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I definitely want to highlight all the mothers out there, all the fathers out there that are making this co-parenting situation work. And for any father out there that's, feeling some struggle around it, keep fighting, brother. Keep fighting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take that, man. Um, and that, you know, and that that piece is very important. Like we always say, we are not here to bash anybody. We are mm-hmm. not this is not a bashing session. This is not us trying to say, oh well, you know, mothers are or anything of that nature. No, y'all are definitely needed. You are loved. You are appreciated. You are respected. Um I do not, me, myself, I do not ever use the term baby mama. You will never hear me use it because that is simply my son's mother. I respect her that much. And I appreciate it because she's done a phenomenal job with raising with raising our child. I call um, myself a baby daddy, though, for living. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I call myself, my pronouns are, are he, him, baby daddy. That's my idea. He, he, him, baby daddy? Yeah, he, him, baby daddy, <laughs> Uh, but I definitely wanted to also, you know, just again, just to utter that 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 same um, uh, spirit as far as, you know, the, the importance of us. And I say us as far as, you know, black mothers, black fathers, if you are in a co-parenting, co-parenting situation, it is important, so important for us to work together versus work 
individually and and say that it's in the best interest of our children work collectively um build your build your network um definitely you know feel free connect with ryan we will have his information um if you were in the virginia area and want to connect um connect with with us you know we definitely um this is this is what we are here to do is build this and make it bigger than than ourselves and help these help these children's out you know so with that um thank you again ryan for coming on um and thank you ryan you did a great thank job you. Thank <laughs> you. i greatly appreciate you Thank you for listening to our show. Make sure you visit our website at fathershould.org. Follow us at Fathershould Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Fathershould underscore PC on Twitter. 